you so much for tuning in to the iPhone Photo Show. I am your host, Scott Bourne, and my co-host is, as always, the incredible Jefferson Graham. How you doing, Jefferson? Feeling incredible. That's, that's <laughs> How you doing, Scott? Good. We really appreciate, you might have noticed uh, last week, we opened the show with a phone message that we got from one of our listeners. You can go to our Anchor FM page and record a message for us. It can be a question, a comment. If we like it, we'll put it into the show someplace. We obviously are going to get more of those than we have room for on the show, but hey, take a chance. Maybe you'll hear your voice on the show. We'd love to hear from you. It was uh, it was great to hear from your fan, Jefferson, one of your biggest fans last week. Lenny. Lenny, Lenny from Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Yes, he's a great guy. He's a real estate agent in Hermosa Beach, and he comes to every one of my live photo walks at the Manhattan Beach Pier and and has actually also bought a print of mine that's hanging on his wall. So I'm one of his biggest fans as well. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear from you. So you can go to the Anchor FM page. You can find that link on the iPhonePhotoshow.com website. And uh, remember, we're here every Friday with a new episode. Today, we're going to start out with the news. Mr. Jefferson Graham, who spent decades as a tech journalist with USA Today is probably the best guy I know to deliver that news. So go ahead, Jeff. Well, it is early in the year and uh, we've got the CES going on, uh, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, probably about half the size as usual. A lot of people didn't go there because they were worried about COVID and um, yeah, product announcements have been kind of blah. Uh, as we look ahead to the year, you know, we, we know that there's going to be some new Samsung Galaxy phones. Maybe our iPhone audience won't care about that. We care about what's happening in the fall when that new iPhone 14 will be out. And what is expected to actually be the biggest product of the year, this new virtual reality headset from Apple that I, I, I have to assume will let you see photos on it and maybe take some pictures. Um, one of the top analysts, uh, this guy in uh, Asia, Ming Chai Ko, uh, who usually has things right, says that it's not going to come out until the tail end of the year. So I, you can expect that in September we'll have some new iPhones, we may have some new iPads, and uh, then there'll be this other big launch for the headset. So let's look forward to that later in the year. And this is sort of Apple's version of Google Glass, right? Uh, yeah, except it's going to be like ski goggles, so they say. It sounds more like Oculus. That I, I, I think it's going to be kind of hard to walk down the street wearing it, but who knows? I just don't know. I want to live in a world, Jefferson, where everybody's walking around wearing ski goggles. It's tough enough to walk down the street and not get bumped into as it is. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, 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 if it is truly ski goggles, then it is a gaming device, period. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what it'll be. You won't be seeing that on too many street corners unless you're visiting Nerdville. All right, right. we're going to move on from that to something that I find fascinating. You did an interview with a young girl who has done something you and I have never done with an iPhone her name is Zadie. Let's get right into that interview because I just really enjoyed your conversation with her. Here we go. Okay, thanks, Scott. Now we're here with Zadie Kruglov, who is going to be 13 years old in just a few days. <laughs> Hi, Zadie. Hi. Uh, you have been doing some amazing underwater photography with the iPhone. Could you tell everybody about it? 
Um, so I was at this resort and um, I was talking to my dad and I remembered that the iPhone 13 can go underwater. So then I offered to take a couple shots on my dad's phone and then turned out that the shots looked good. Well, because I know that the iPhone is water resistant, yeah. uh, but taking it underwater is a whole other thing. Did he get nervous about you taking his phone under there? No, not really. Seemed pretty confident. Okay. Uh, did, now, what I have found that when it gets wet, it does work, but it doesn't respond well. The, uh, the touch screen, you basically have to dry it off to get it to do anything. Did yeah. you find that? Yeah, we use the volume buttons to take pictures. Okay. What about video? With video, we would start above water and then go underneath. All right. And to tell everybody about some of the shots that you've been doing. Um, I took one of my dad throwing one of my sisters into the water, a couple videos of my various family members swimming underwater, um, pictures of them swimming underwater, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I like your slow motion work. Um, now, describe what it looked like slow motion to see somebody doing a flip underwater. Um, you can kind of see the different components of them doing the flip and like how they're grabbing their knees when they're doing the thing, how they're launching themselves up with their legs, yeah. and then standing up again. Is this a first for you to be able to do underwater photography? Yeah, pretty much. And how, why do you like it? I like it because it kind of shows the type of pictures that you can't really normally take, but you want to take when you're having fun. Right, and I notice you wear goggles when you're swimming. Uh, but this enables you to see, see probably better than, than even underwater, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, what sort of stuff do you generally do with the iPhone photography-wise? Um, portraits, lots of pictures of sunsets that I see. Uh, not really selfies, not into that. But mostly pictures of other people and pretty views. Are you surprised that you can actually get away with putting a phone underwater and yeah I've been told for a very long time to not put phones in water yeah once upon a time we used to drop them in the water and we had to put it in rice because they, yeah. they would stop working and now even the the lightning port is seems to be okay even getting it wet yeah this is amazing to me it's cool because now you can take it a lot more places without worrying about having to pay another thousand dollars for a new phone right and your dad's uh, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't nervous about you taking it underwater nope pretty confident Alrighty, Zadie Kruglov. She will be 13 by the time this airs, so happy birthday, Zadie. Thank you. Back to you, Scott. Jefferson, I really enjoyed Zadie, and here's what I liked about her. She knows no fear. That's, that's what you're like when you're 13. She's like, yeah, I'll just grab the iPhone and take some underwater photos because it's fun. I love that about young people, and I sure wish as an old man I could find that part of me again because that's how you really get creative. And, and she just had such a fresh look at it. Yeah, um, I think I'll take Dad's $1,000 iPhone and bring it in the water. <laughs> Why not, right? And uh, I have video footage of this, and uh, I will have a companion uh, blog post on, on my newsletter so that everybody can see this stuff. I, I think we'll also put it on Flipboard, but I, I, Flipboard is just photos. So jeffersongram.substack.com, she got some amazing, amazing footage. And I got to be honest, I am uncomfortable 
bringing a $1,000 iPhone into the pool. I went after we spoke and checked out Apple's website, which said, kids, don't do this. The iPhone is water resistant. That means if you drop some coffee on it, it won't be uh, damaged. But don't take it into the pool. But I do have an idea for what you can do. Buy a used iPhone SE for around 200 bucks. You could pick it up, make it your dedicated underwater camera. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But you're not going to use it for email. You're not going to use it for work. You're not going to use it for making phone calls because anybody who has gotten their phones wet know that uh, the, the, the screen, the flip screen, is not responsive. And it takes a while and you have to drop it off, dry it off. But if you just take it in the pool... Why not? Who cares? And, and again, her pictures are amazing and her video is out of this world. I used to do stuff like this with the, remember the cardboard cameras that Kodak used to sell? Yeah. And uh, you could take those underwater and I had a lot of fun with those and the stuff on the iPhone looks even better. And what you see is what you get. You don't have to pay for developing and you don't have to wait for the prints. Yeah, I do believe there are underwater cages made for the iPhone, and that that would be something I would do. And by the way, my my iPhone, I wish my iPhone only cost a thousand. Mine costs two thousand, but I will tell you, there is not a chance I'm taking it underwater. I'm just not doing it. But Zadie did it, and uh, maybe we can link to the results of that also in the show notes at iPhonePhotoshow.com. By the way, you might have noticed it, we published the show on Anchor FM. And we tried to do our show notes there. It didn't quite work out. So there is now a dedicated show notes page on our website at iPhonePhotoshow.com where we will have links to the things we talk about and a rundown of what we discussed on the show. We invite you to visit often and be sure that while you're there, you subscribe to our upcoming newsletter and also sign up for the Flipboard group because we're giving away stuff, Jefferson. I'm going to just go ahead and announce it right now. We've got a brand new Platypod Ultra in the box, never used. A Rugged is the brand name camera cover, which will help you put over your iPhone or whatever camera you have in the rain to keep it protected. We're going to give those prizes away to somebody who posts a picture on our Flipboard magazine that we just arbitrary and capriciously decide we like. It would be nice if we could bring that rugged cover in the pool, huh? Yeah, that, I guess you probably could. Anyway, for the balance of the show, what we're going to try to do is talk about organizing and finding your photos on your iPhone because we're out here taking all these pictures, Jefferson. What good is it if we can't find them? So that's what we want to talk about today. I'll let you go first. Well, particularly when you have thousands and thousands and thousands of photos and video, what's my number? I don't even know what it is. It's it's insane. And most people are insane. And, you know, they they can look up by date. Uh, Apple says you could say, hey, Siri, show me my blank photos, you know, from from a vacation. Sometimes they show up. Sometimes they don't. Uh, One, I have one really, really, really good trick. Uh, First of all, you know, albums are a really good trick. But the best trick of them all is to tag faces on the phone. If you go to albums and uh, go down a little bit and it says people and places and they, you will see some faces in in that section and the people that uh, have not been tagged should be tagged. Uh, it's really, all you have to do is do it once or twice 
and Apple will find them for you. So that if I'm looking for a picture of my brother, I just uh, tap on his face and now I've got hundreds of pictures of him and uh, it really, really helps. The other thing is to make albums uh, because you can't go in there and change the name of your photos. But what you can do is, uh, for instance, I was just in San Francisco and I, I hit select and then start selecting a bunch of those photos and at the bottom of the screen then to create album. Thus, if I want to find the pictures from San Francisco and Apple hasn't done a good job of organizing them and putting them in that place, I can then find them in the album. The other big one, of course, is the vaccine card that we all have to show people and we all just take a picture of it on our phone and then how are we ever going to find it again? Well, put it in an album called vaccine. That, I mean, that's one way you could also put it in your wallet. Some people got the email saying, add this to your wallet. Others didn't. So if you didn't get it, create an album. There you go. Well, the best practice is, first of all, make sure that you do have the latest version of the operating system, iOS or iPadOS, if you're using an iPad. And make sure you set up iCloud. I found that using iCloud to store my photos works pretty well. Uh, it doesn't work with the big files so well, but I, you know, I, I try to keep my phone pared down Jefferson. And even now today I have 1974 photos and 109 video, 190 videos. That's, that's after going through and deleting a lot of crap. So I still have a lot of stuff on there. If you open up the, the, the photos app, it'll take you to a page called the, the library automatically and all. Now you can, one of the ways that you can immediately discern where your photos are is to, if you know kind of when you took it, is to simply break it down to years, months, or days. If you took it years ago, it's obviously not going to show up on the front page. So you can click years and then select different years. Uh, that, that's kind of cool. The, the next tab is called For You. Now, this uses some sort of AI, Jefferson, that they've come up with, where they find the pictures that they think, and I'm not sure how in the world they would know, but they think are going to be important to you. And they feature those photos. And one of the places they do this is in a thing called memories. And these these memories are kind of neat because they, they sort of make a little flash card. There's one that's year in review. There's, you know, there's there's different months. And, you know, I did find that, for me, the memories selections were actually quite good. Have you tried that? There's always something that's off. Uh, you know, they'll start off with a few good ones and then things that just don't belong there, like screenshots or receipts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's not perfect, but it is a way to go. I'm guessing what they do is maybe it's sort of like Instagram. If you accidentally click on something on Instagram, then all of a sudden you see more pictures like that. Maybe they see which pictures you look at most on your iPhone and somehow record that. I don't know. But I agree with you. Albums is, for me, the number one go-to way to organize things. So I have pictures of my bass guitar collection. I try to make sure they all go into a album featuring those so that I'm not scrolling through and going, oh, where's the picture of my 64 precision bass? I know it's going to be in an album. And it takes a few minutes to do it. But once you get into the habit of it, it it's not hard. You just open photos, go to albums, select the plus button, type new album, give it a name, save it, boom, you're done. Uh, and you can also add 
to each existing album just by using the share button that's at on every page and then and just add it to the album you can even manage the albums uh, you can rename them you can change them you can rearrange them there's actually quite a lot of power in, in this feature uh, you can also share them but one thing that uh, we haven't mentioned and that i use all the time jefferson is the favorites just a little heart button you can if you see a photo that you know you're going to want later just hit the favorites then it's really easy to find yeah i have a quick quick add to how to tag somebody is you open up the photo and you press the little information tag and then there's a little circle at the bottom of the picture and you click that and it says tag with name and from there you're adding you're helping apple know that you like that person and that you want to see more of that person yeah and then don't forget search because you can not only search albums you can actually search moments people like you said you can search places and even categories so the ai recognizes scenes objects different types of locations so you could say i want to search for lakes or oceans or mountains and believe it or not most of the time now most of the time is a technical term meaning more than half it will be right and in fact I find that it's pretty much right all the time with a very few exceptions. Somehow I took a picture of a lake that ended up on my mountain search, but you get the idea. Maybe there was a lake close by and that's what they thought I was looking for. It could use geolocation. I'm not quite sure how they do it. Uh, someday we're going to try to see if we can find somebody from Apple to give us some of this information. And if you happen to work at Apple and want to surreptitiously tell us how this works without getting in trouble, use our email address, iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com, and we will gladly accept your information. Any more tips, Jefferson, on how to find photos on your phone? Yeah, one really funny thing is what I mentioned about tagging is that for it to really work right after you've done it, you need to plug the phone into power. And oh. I don't know why, but you do. And Apple says you have to do it. And so sometimes if you've tagged somebody and only a few pictures come up, plug that phone in and let it sit there for a while. And also as it goes to the library and generates uh, what it does. And uh, it's a very effective tool. Now, I did not know that. You have to plug it in. Yeah. I wonder why. Who knows? <laughs> but may, maybe one day uh, somebody from Apple will come on the show and tell us all about it. Yeah. So our main tips are these. Make sure you update the iOS, have the latest version. Make sure that you use albums. Make sure that you do tagging, like Jefferson said. And don't Forget about that little heart button, the favorites. Use your favorites button. That's a quick way to find things. Look at the moments. And uh, you, you've got it all right there on your phone. I think that there's plenty of ways to make this work. You just have to spend a few minutes practicing with it. But it's oh, not. Yeah. There, there, it, it, it will not be done for you. That's the main, the main point. You know, somebody who says, well, I just want the computer to do it for me. No, you have to put in the time. You have to tell it uh, the names of people. You have to identify the pictures you like versus the ones you don't like. Uh, you've got to do the work. And if you do the work, it'll pay off for you. Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those things I was just about to say. If you do it as you go, Jefferson, it's a whole lot easier than 
than saying, okay, I've got 400,000 pictures. I guess I should start organizing. <laughs> do, yeah. do it in real time. Now, there are ways to organize and share your photos and find them that don't involve your iPhone. And that involves our picks of the week. And Jefferson, I'm going to let you go first. What is your pick of the okay. week? Well, I'm actually going to pick a pay website, which is called Smugbug, which is a place for you to store your photos. It, you can have a website on it if you want. You can sell your prints there if you want. Uh, and, but the number one reason that I have always had it is as a backup for my stuff. And, and th it's where I go to find everything. I can, you know... Scott uses iCloud. I like Smugbug. Nothing is, there's stuff that's free, but, uh, the, you know, you get what you pay for. So Smugbug starts at $75 a year. You can use it as a hard drive, a, a virtual hard drive, uh, and find your stuff that way. And of course, make albums and all that sort of stuff. They also have a really nice automatic iOS upload feature. Every photo you take goes directly to Smugbug and you don't get nag messages from Apple saying that you've run out of room because Smugbug is unlimited. Uh, Google Photos is not unlimited. It used to be unlimited. Amazon Photos is unlimited if you're a Prime member. Most people I know are a Prime member. So it's a free way to get your photos up there. But the organization is the worst. Finding stuff is really hard. The only benefit, there's two benefits. One, it's free and it's free and unlimited. And two, if you're a Fire TV streamer, and you have any of the Amazon uh, streaming devices into your TV, you get to see your most recent pictures on your screensaver on the TV, and that's always fun. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, I don't just use iCloud. That's one of my solutions. I, too, am a SmugMug user and have been for decades. I mean, since they started, I have been a big fan of everything that they do. And, you know, SmugMug has been very involved in the photography community. They've backed in the old days, they used to do meetups and they used to really get involved and help with workshops. They, they really are an engaged bunch of folks. They're all photographers. I've been to their offices. They've got some beautiful prints hanging on the wall. They love photography just like we do. And I think Smug Mug is a wonderful choice and it's definitely worth the money. Now, if you don't want to spend that much money, they do own Flickr too. So Flickr is another way that you could do things for about half of that price. If you don't, uh, I, I, I think it's at least 50 bucks a year, at least. Flickr. Well, maybe it's gone up. Last I checked, it was $39, but uh, we, we'll, we'll find that out and we'll put it in the show notes. In any event, it's less money, but it doesn't have the full feature set, but that's another option. Now I have an option that doesn't involve going online. It involves just using the old fashioned hard drive on your computer and uh, many of you will have been familiar with Lightroom, and a lot of you might even use Lightroom. It's a good way to store your photos, do some basic editing, do some printing, some sharing, and some exporting. The problem with Lightroom is you have to rent it. You will pay for it for the rest of your natural life. But if you want to look at an option that you can buy and own, pay one time, it's yours forever, I'd like to recommend Luminar 4. And I'm going to have a link to this in the show notes. Now, Luminar is pushing a new product called Luminar AI, but you can still get Luminar 4. And what I like about Luminar 4 is it's fast. It has an album feature that lets you browse through your photos faster than anything that I've ever seen on Lightroom or anybody else's software. And I do want to make a disclaimer. I used to work for Skylum. 
the company that makes it, but I'm not recommending it for that reason because they don't pay me anymore. I'm recommending it because I like it and I use it. Uh, it has the ability to do some basic photo editing and organizing. It doesn't have the full feature set of Lightroom. You won't be able to do very complex keywording, tagging, etc. But what you can do is organize your photos in a way that are that's easy for you to figure out how to do it. And the entire thing is fast and easy to learn. And what I like about it compared with Lightroom is Lightroom is a deep product. You're going to spend time if you really want to learn how to use it well. Luminar is something you can learn in watching 15 minutes of videos on their website, and you'll be an expert at it. And it's 89 bucks. I will have a link to it. You can download it directly from B&H. And you can have it the day that you pay for it. And you never have to pay for it again. You don't ever have to rent it. It's not perfect. But it is a solution for those of you that have a lot of photos. They want to keep them on hard drives. And uh, I, of course, always recommend that you have everything backed up on multiple hard drives as well as the cloud because you never know, Jefferson. You never know. Hard drives will all fail eventually. Um, I have not checked out Luminar, so I'd like to do that. I should just say that I've been a uh, Lightroom user since it, the day it came out. Uh, the fare, yeah, I believe, is $10 monthly to get Lightroom and Photoshop. Uh, and you're right, you'll be paying it for the rest of your life. I use it for uh, going through photos because I generate generally good two to 3000 a week minimum. And it is just way easier for me to dash through them in Lightroom and make those little edits like boosting the blacks and uh, you know, the exposure and stuff like that. Uh, it's invaluable. I couldn't live without it. Yeah, lots of people like it. And I'm one of those guys, Jefferson, I have all this stuff. But, <laughs> but I think that when I'm trying to talk to an audience that wants to keep things simple, I usually recommend Luminar. And a, a perfect example is I give lots of talks to birders. tends to be an older audience. These people don't want to take the time to join Kelby One and learn how to use Lightroom. They just want to be able to find their pictures of their favorite bird. And I often recommend Luminar. It has a one-touch slider solution. If you want to make a picture better, you move one slider until it looks good. Good. you're done you don't have to know about the difference between blacks and highlights and all that other stuff so it, it's kind of a solution for people that just care about the result not the process and who don't want to spend ten dollars a month forever so there there's all kinds of options that's the good news you can use the free photos app you can buy lightroom you can buy luminar you can go to smug mug there's all kinds of ways to do it. But the most important thing to do is to make sure that you have some kind of system and you start working on it now, Jefferson, because if you wait until you've got a zillion pictures, it's going to overwhelm you. And it's sort of like organizing your kitchen five years after you move in. Yeah, I only I'm looking at uh, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five. I, I, I have um, seven hard drives on my desk. I've got 10 and just ordered two more. So you're right. It's, it's a never ending process. So there's many different ways to approach this, but we hope that uh, we've illuminated some of them for you. Remember, you can always find us here with a new episode every Friday. We'd love to hear from you. What would you like us to talk about? What tips would you like us to share? How about an app or a product that you think we should consider as a pick of the week? Maybe you'd like it reviewed. Send us an email to iPhone photo show at gmail.com and very important there's a link there at iphonephotoshow.com to our flipboard group 
And this is a way that you can participate and help us build a community of iPhoneographers. We'd love to see your pictures. We're going to start judging them. And every month, we're going to pick one and we're going to award a prize. So we're going to look at all the pictures that come in January. And sometime in February, we're going to give away that platypod and the camera cover. We'd like for you to have a chance to win. There's no fee to enter. Just come on board. Join the Flipboard group. Share it with your friends. Everybody's got an iPhone. Everybody's got iPhone pictures. Let's see them. We want to find out what you think's your best. And then Jefferson and I may also decide to talk about one or two if we find that, that we really like them even as an honorable mention. If they don't, win a prize. But it's a lot of fun and it's easy. So participate in that. Now, Jefferson, where can people find you when you're not here helping me with the iPhone photo show? At Jefferson Graham, Instagram and Twitter. Newsletter is jeffersongram.substack.com. Website is jeffersongram.net. And I have a YouTube series called Photo Walks, Travel Photography Show, where I shoot the entire episode on the iPhone. You can check that out on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. We got a great episode coming up uh, in a few weeks in, the, in Bosque del Apache with the one and only Jeff and Scott. Yeah, that was fun. I was glad to participate in that. And you do such a good job. So be, be sure to check out the photowalks.tv series. In terms of where you can find me, I am on the Twitter, at Scott Bourne. You can also go to picturemethods.com. I regularly blog about photography there. And you can see my video site at fromstillstomotion.com. And I, of course, check the email address for the iPhone photo show every day iPhonephotoshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're grateful that you tuned in, and we hope that you'll like and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever your favorite podcasts are delivered, and we'll see you next Friday. Be sure to take some pictures. All righty. Bye-bye.